Burton, your host, and today I have an awesome special guest with me, Coach Thomas. Welcome to the show. What's up, Thomas? How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for joining us today. Um, for a lot of people who don't know this, Thomas was actually one of my coaches when I was 50 pounds overweight, and he helped me. I think when I would train with you, I lost like 20 pounds, and so it's so cool, like, I think four years ago to do that and then to have you on my podcast today. It's so cool. Thanks for being here. Oh, no, thanks. Thanks for the invite. Um, it's awesome to see your success and everything you're doing now uh, and to see where you've come from. And now you're helping people uh, with the same struggles you had. So it's, it's awesome testimony. Um, it's something that's relatable to a lot of people. Um, and it's really, really cool to be able to have that impact. So that's, that's awesome. Well, you were one of the key factors for that, but enough about me. We're going to talk about you today. So Thomas has a really interesting story that I wanted to share about his, uh, his, his, just his life in general and how he is the way he is today, especially I'm going to have this on my podcast, but I'm also going to have this on my, my YouTube channel. Um, you're going to see how awesome Thomas looks now and you wouldn't believe the struggles what he had, but Thomas, I'm not going to say anything else. Go ahead and break it down of what were your struggles as a teen and how you became your body image that it is now. Yeah, um, well, uh, taking a step back further than that, um, I was premature, probably about two and a half months uh, premature. Uh, so I was always a scrawny little runt um, when I was little. Um, at some point, I had a growth spurt, and then I was a skinny beanpole. Um, so that comes with a good and bad things because obviously the height and different stuff is cool, but um, at that age, you're awkward. Um, my clothes always hung off me. I was always self-conscious. Um, I just can't tell it now with my shirt sleeves now, but my arms used to be like little twigs where my wrists were the same way all the way up. And my shirts were like literally baggy and would like swallow me and stuff. And that's something I was always, always self-conscious about. Um, just being uh, that thin and my clothes hanging off me. And then I would be in the store and see these, these magazines of, of fitness people and all these people muscle or your favorite action movies back in the day right. with these action stars and they're all jacked and their big arms or even athletes and stuff to where, um, you know, the same way it's the muscle definition and it, you know, just having a physique that you attain. So um, mix of uh, just being um, insecure and self-conscious about those aspects um, as we all struggle with when we're younger and a lot of people to this day, even as they're older. Um, so it was mixed that kind of stuff um, and just um, just basic insecurity stuff, just being um, thin, playing sports, um, basketball and all that kind of stuff when I was younger. But um, it was one of those things that was still a self-conscious issue because um, clothes hung off me. It swallowed me. Like I said, my wrist was all the way up. I had little tweaks for arms and stuff like that. Um, so it was cool that I sprouted up from a preemie and actually hit a growth spurt and grew up to, to about 6'4", six, 6'5"-ish six, now. But um, it, it was one of those things to where it was, it was just my, probably my height, maybe a little shorter, but just like, I don't know, I'm 230 right now. So probably 130, 140, 150, 60 pounds is obviously as I aged, a little more weight came on, but I'm still, still a little twig. And it was just one of those things I was always, always, always self-conscious about. Um, and the interesting with that is that's before social media, largely. Um, that is before um, all that kind of stuff. And even then, you know, having that insecurity, having self-consciousness, when you're not exposed to the stuff people are exposed to now. So if you take that magnified times 100 with social media on our phones now and Instagram on our phones now and all these images of Photoshop physiques and muscular physiques or women that have the perfect poses and angles and physiques and then everything you see on movies and TV, um, we're constantly bombarded with these images that um, definitely don't help how we feel because we get caught up in comparing ourselves to others. 
uh, it's human nature. And when we do that, it just takes that insecurity and then it magnifies it probably times a hundred even more. Um, so even though I struggled with that when I was younger, um, thankfully I wasn't in the era we are in now because I imagine it's, uh, you know, a hundred times worse with that magnification of having, uh, cause that's before cell phones. I didn't have a cell phone, you know, I didn't have internet. Facebook wasn't around at that point. So, um, it was just one of those things to where, um, it was just, you know, just a, a struggle. So I, I can totally relate to that now and see where people struggle with it even more. Cause, um, I, I would see something on occasionally on a movie or if I was at the grocery store on the magazine cover and that was about it coming from a small town in Missouri. I mean, it's not like there's tons of bodies and people running around. It was just right. you know, a country town. So, um, and then you see that nowadays to where everything's completely different. You're literally bombarded with stuff on your phone, whether it's advertisements, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on Pinterest, um, all the movies and all the, all this kind of stuff. We're just constantly bombarded with these images. So um, I could see definitely how now it would be, you know, 10 times or, or magnified a hundred times. Um, and my insecure level was that when I was younger, just imagine being bombarded with all this stuff now. And it's like, you know, hundred times that probably similar to where you were at and where you came from compared to what a lot of young women and women struggle with nowadays, even women that are older, um, you seeing all that kind of stuff, just those constant images and constant bombardment with key advertisements and movies and social media and just all this stuff nonstop. And it, it's, it sucks because, um, even that's, it could be good to some degree it is we're constantly with these perfect images and lifestyles and people's highlight reels. And we look at ourselves in the mirror when we wake up in the morning and our hair's a mess and we don't have the perfect lighting and perfect angles and we see ourselves, right. and, you know, we just got caught up in that whole comparison aspect and it's, it's gotta be a struggle for a ton, a ton of people. So that's really cool where you're at and you're doing what you're doing because you can bridge that gap. I've been there. I know what it's like. Um, you know, and you're very relatable to a lot of people. So, um, hopefully as am I to some degree, but, um, yeah, it's well, definitely I, not, definitely I mean, not. I, think you are. I mean, you went from, I mean, you're, if people can see your arms right now, which I'll have this on my YouTube channel, but I mean, you're saying your, your arms are so little. So what was that? Break? Yeah, no, was, yeah my, my wrist, my wrist has probably grown since then. Cause I'm older. I'm 38 now, but, um, it, it's probably grown, but I mean, literally my wrist was just like, I mean, I was a twig. I'll see if I can find photos, but it was, it was nuts. So, so um, but I'm you, sure. It's, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, it's, I'm sure most young kids struggle with that. I mean, it's whether it's a female and, and their physique when they're in their awkward stages and they're growing up or whether it's, um, uh, a guy, um, being a young kid and going through the awkward stage of right. a growth spurt and then your clothes don't fit and then you're like a little twig. Um, because you're just so active, you're, you're expending a ton of energy running around, playing around, doing all that kind of stuff. And then no matter what you eat, I mean, more than likely if you're that active and have that high energy expenditure, um, it's going to, you're, you're going to stay thin. Um, so you can, you know, it's just, you know, how, how it's set up. So, but yeah, no, it's, it's something that, um, definitely changed over time, but you know, uh, which is cool because now I can relate to a lot of people um, because I have been there um, on that end. I've seen it uh, and then kind of where I'm at now. So it's, it's kind of cool to be able to relate to people. So. So how did you get your arms or your physique from skinny, scrawny, closer, baggy um, to now where your shirts are filled out, your arms are filled out? Like what's the difference from scrawny, skinny in your training and in your diet to get to the physique that you have to a lot of trial and error. Um, I'm sure, as you know, when you first get into stuff, you have no clue what you're doing. Right. Uh, but it was one of those things to where um, it kind of, a seed was planted when I was a little kid, um, because when we lived in Missouri, um, my mom, we went to this church, and the church we went to, the pastor was a bodybuilder, um, and he owned a gym. So it was one of those things, that kind of seed was planted early on, 
Um, not that I did much there. I think we went over there once or twice, but seeing that kind of stuff. And then I'd be at the store at the grocery store and then you see the magazine with fitness people on it. Um, and I was skinny and scrawny. And then I'd seen these people that had muscles. And I'm like, Oh, that looks cool. You know, or you see these movies with action stars and all this kind of stuff in these movies. And that, that's how they looked or your professional athletes, you know, it's a that's, that's kind of like what people look up to when you're kids and they have their athletic and they have all this look and that kind of stuff. So, um, a lot of it started with that. Um, so I used to play basketball when I was in school, um, when I was younger, and then I was homeschooled after seventh grade. Uh, and we kind of talked about that earlier, but it was one of those things to where I was kind of active to some degree, but I never really got into working out um, until early 20s. Um, I'm 38 now, so probably early to mid 20s, um, kind of dabbled with it a little bit um, and then kind of, you know, hit or miss, nothing serious. Um, but then when I moved here to Texas, I uh, had a job um, to where I came down here for work um, 10, 11 years ago, maybe. Um, so I came down here for work, um, had, didn't know anybody to have anything to do. Um, the complex we lived in um, had a gym. And since I didn't know anybody, um, they have nothing to do. I worked out before work and I worked out after work. Um, and it was kind of a, a process between when I was younger, dabbling with a little stuff, but nothing serious. And then a lot of stuff guys relate to with uh, insecurity issues with uh, how they look, being too thin, um, or, you know, trying to get girls and you want abs and all this kind of stuff, big arms and shoulders that you think women, you know, cause you see it in TV and movies and, you know, I'm sure women can relate on the opposite aspect with different body images and stuff, but, um, that's kind of what started it. Um, so a little bit of dabbling when I was younger, a seeds planted at certain points in times, you know, playing basketball at the local civic center and then going in and lifting a little bit of weights, but nothing serious. Um, some of the magazines I would pick up being fitness magazines when I was younger and seeing all that kind of stuff, reading a few of the articles, but um, it was kind of uh, baby steps and seeds being planted here and here and here. So it kind of took root over time um, and regularly or occasionally watered with this idea or that idea. And over time that kind of grew. And then once I got down here, um, when I was doing something completely different than I do now, that's kind of how I got into that because I didn't know anybody to have anything going on. Um, you know, uh, and I'm sure I'd put on a little bit of weight since then, a little bit of stuff, but it wasn't, I didn't really get serious about it until uh, I moved down to Texas for work. Uh, again, didn't know anybody, didn't have anything to do, something completely different than what I do now, career-wise, field-wise, but um, gym, uh, complex in the uh, apartments we lived in, didn't know anybody, go in the gym, work out after, before work, um, seeing some magazine, oh, that dude has abs, I think it was a, a Ryan Reynolds picture I seen one time, I don't remember what the magazine ad was for, some movie he was doing or something, and he was really, looking back on it now, he was looking emaciated or whatever, he just looked really, really thin, but he had abs, and I'm like, oh man, he's got abs, you know, I didn't have abs at the time. Um, I was either, you know, I'm just in. So um, I was like, oh man, that looks cool. So then it kind of this a mix of stuff between the stuff when I was little with planting seeds and then stuff over time and over time. And then it got to be, once I was here, I started actually lifting, taking it serious and then reading more info about workouts and trying different stuff. Cool. Um, prior to that, I ate junk food when I was little. Um, and my mom and sister have always struggled with their weight. They've always kind of been uh, overweight. Um, and it was one of those things when they ate food, we had food. So when my mom would have pizza or my sister would have pizza, they'd have something we would too. So we each had our own pizzas. We each, two or three burgers and, and she was just trying to make sure we were well fed because, you know, growing up, she was hungry and didn't have a lot. So we always had food around from a loving aspect, but from a nutritional value aspect, she just didn't know any different. So they've struggled with their weight. Um, so we, me and my brother always kind of had that stuff available. So, um, 
So I, I point to that aspect because once it started working out, um, I started thinking, well, if I'm going to work out, I need to eat better. Because prior to that, I was being active and would eat whatever. So I would just burn it off. But it was one of those things I had no, uh, I hated fruits and vegetables when I was little. I hated anything, nuts, any almonds, any peanuts. I hated all that kind of stuff. Um, and then when I started working out, I was like, you know, I might as well try to eat something. And all this stuff I hated before and swore off before, I ate a banana and I liked it. Oh, this tastes good. Mm-hmm. And then I had a few almonds. Oh, these are good. You know, and so it, it literally went from hating all these things, those gross, and eating like nonstop fast food and junk food or just, you know, stuff that was, you know, calorie dense and, you know, all this kind of stuff that um, creates a lot of these issues for people um, to I'm working out now. Let me try to eat some of this stuff. Might as well, if I'm going to get in shape, try to do both. Uh, and then it, for whatever reason, a, a switch flipped. And I liked it. And I was like, oh, this stuff tastes good. And then I started eating that kind of stuff. And so that combined with the, the working out and the knowledge I picked up randomly from magazines and all this kind of stuff, which is, as you know, is hit or miss and it's misinformation all over the place. Right. So it was like little cookie crumbs or little crumbs. I'd pick up a, uh, uh, something and learn it. I'm like, oh, and the stuff I used to say then compared to now is night day difference, as I'm sure with you, um, the stuff we've learned and it sounds good. So you spout it out and and you, you get results in those aspects because you're doing something you weren't doing before. Right. It's not because what you're actually doing and the information you're learning and all the mis- misinformation you're putting to use um, is producing the results. It's literally because you went from doing nothing to now you're lifting and now you're somewhat eating things. So then that's, that's just getting the results because you're putting your body in an environment it wasn't in before. Um, and oftentimes people attribute that to all the wild stuff they're doing. But um, so any of that, they, they just kind of circle back to your question because I, I started working out because of those reasons. And then once I started working out and took it serious, I was like, I might as well try to eat better. Um, and then I actually, all the food I hated, I actually love now. I'm like, man, this yeah. is awesome. So it was kind of the mix of the two um, without me even realizing it. And then that's what started. And then over time, just between the consistency on the lifting and learning more uh, as I got into it more, and I started developing a passion for it because I started seeing my physique change, my body change. Um, and then I was like, well, this is something I want to do uh, and help other people. Um, so it was just, it, it, it was a mix of things, but um, probably long, long answer to a, a short question for sure. So no, that's, that's great because people need to know that it wasn't like, boom, you got big biceps or a six pack in a week. It took time to consistency. It took experimenting with like foods that you haven't ate in a while that you thought you yeah. didn't like. What do you think, what was that time period or what did you do in your routine, in your daily habits that really took your body to the next level? Um, probably the consistency, even though the consistency was not, um, not necessarily stuff I should be doing, but it was just the fact I was consistent regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, done is always better than perfect. Mm-hmm. And something's always better than nothing. And even though I wasn't doing stuff at the time that I look back on now, and I tell people to do different stuff, I was still doing something and I was still being consistent mm-hmm. and done. Go, it goes back to done is better than perfect. And since I was getting stuff done, even though it wasn't perfect or optimal or what I think now, I was still doing something. Mm-hmm. And though that built up the baby steps and momentum and the consistency, even though it may not have been the best approach, best methods, best, best, whatever, it was still something. Right. And that grew over time to, you know, get to where, where it was now. So um, just random stuff, trial and error. Um, every day was arm day at that point. <laughs> um, just because I don't know why, but, um, so <laughs> I think that's it, every it, man, every man just does yeah. arm day. Nobody wants to do legs. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, know yeah, when I was little, um, that's how it was when I was little, um, not little per se, but when I was younger, um, it was all upper body stuff, occasional leg stuff. 
Um, and then I finally got into legs and stuff after a while, but no, that's, it, it was every, well, cause you notice that stuff first. That's the first stuff people notice. You notice right. your shirts to fit tighter. You can see definition in your arms. Plus you can walk around normal after you do legs and you've never done legs before. You can't walk, you can't sit down, you can't like, yeah. and it's, it sucks. So it's like, at least with the arms, you know, it, you can move around and then your, your chest fills out your shoulders. So it was, yeah. So that was, that was kind of a lot of it. Typical guy stuff, uh, every day on day. And, um, for, for vanity reasons and all that right. kind of stuff, but then it kind of turned into, um, you know, uh, the insecurity aspects and, um, is, is really the root issue with that. And that's something I like to talk about with people because oftentimes people rely on motivation mm -hmm. to reach the goals, uh, new year's resolutions. Um, they hear a song that hypes them up. They see it in a picture somewhere. I want to look like that. Um, and that's all exterior motivation. Exterior motivation is a roller coaster. It's very fleeting. It's up and down. And that's largely why people don't ever stick to nothing. Uh, part of it's having a plan that fits them, which most people don't. Everything's one size fits all. Um, and nothing's based on their preferences, schedule, and your lifestyle. Um, those three factors, as you know, dictated here, it's a consistency. So that's part of it. But the other aspect is relying on external motivation. Um, and that gets nobody nowhere because it's always up and down. Um, whereas if they figure out their why and their internal motivation, um it touches on pain points and people will do more to avoid pain than they will for pleasure so if somebody knows um i don't like the way my clothes fit i don't like feeling insecure this sucks i don't like going to be invited out on a girl's night to out to, to for a glass of wine or out on a date night and i can't find nothing in the back of my closet because nothing fits that's a struggle that sucks. To, and then the whole time you're out and about doing something, you're not present in the moment. You're not enjoying yourself because in the back of your mind, you're thinking about how this is uncomfortable and how this fits. So if you understand somebody's pain points and why they want to do something, uh, even as an individual person, you can tie it to some emotion. And again, people will do more to avoid pain than they will for pleasure. Uh, if you don't like that feeling, if you know how that feeling is to have your clothes not fit or your clothes be too tight or to not have energy to run around with the kids or uh, like I was when I was insecure with my, my shirt sleeves hanging off me and uh, just being a beanpole, um, you're going to do something about it because you don't like that feeling. Right. And that if you know that, uh, then you can tie it to internal motivation and then you're going to stick to it when times get tough, when things get hard, because it's that pain of, I don't like feeling this way. I don't like that memory. I don't like, because it goes back to people do more to avoid pain than they will for pleasure. Uh, pleasure being, I want to do that because I want to have abs. You're not going to stick to it if you just want abs because there's nothing tying you to it. Whereas if you know, I'm going to do this because I hate being insecure. I hate these emotions. I hate being self-conscious. I hate these insecurities. I hate turning the lights off with my spouse. I hate my clothes uh, hanging off me. In my case, um, I hate um, my, that, those jeans haven't fit since college. Um, whatever the case is, um, then you're going to do something about it because you hate that feeling. You just need the path to make it happen now. Um, and that's where a lot of that kind of ties back to uh, the external motivation and the roller coaster and news resolutions. And as you know, nobody sticks to, um, and then having the internal motivation of knowing your why, why are you doing It's not that you want to lose 10 pounds. It's not that I wanted to gain 10 pounds and not, it's not that, um, I wanted to do whatever it's by gaining building muscle. My shirt didn't fit. And then my arms were fit, you know, my sleeves, my, my clothes fit better. Then I had more confidence and I was, you know, more secure with myself. And same thing with, uh, you know, a lot of uh, any, any client, it, it's just a matter of what their struggle is, what their pain point is. Um, and then they can tie it to something and then they'll stick to it because they, they're trying to do whatever they can to avoid that feeling. 
And again, it goes to people will do more to avoid pain than they will to for pleasure. So if I just was like, I want to have abs or I want to lose 10 pounds or I want to look good this summer, there's nothing, there's that's that pleasure point. There's nothing to it. Mm-hmm. And that's why people go back and forth. Whereas if you can figure out someone's why and their pain point, tie it to something, nobody likes those feelings and they'll do whatever they can to not have those. And then if you combine that with the accountability and a nutrition program and some stuff that's realistic for them that they can stick to, they're going to be successful. It's just a matter of piecing, piecing those puzzles together. It took me a while to figure that out, but over time, you know, it was the crumbs and all that kind of stuff to piece things together. Um, and looking back on it now, as stuff I wouldn't recommend to anybody. Um, but it was at the time, it was like I was doing, I was doing what I knew. Right. I didn't know any different. So it was just the fact of even though it probably wasn't optimal and it probably wasn't all the stuff I would recommend, it goes back to something's better than nothing. Um, it goes back to done is better than perfect. And as long as you're doing something, you're going to get momentum. You're going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes people get uh, analysis, paralysis by analysis and they overthink things. And it has to be a perfect situation, perfect whatever. So they don't do anything. Right. And that's, that's where most people stand. You know, it's perfect situation, perfect environment, perfect circumstances, perfect whatever. So they don't do anything. Which and is that's the last thing. Yeah. Yeah. So they, instead of doing something, they do nothing. They just sit there. Um, yeah. Whereas if they could do something, something's better than nothing. Do something before you're at. So, um, so I don't, I don't remember the question anymore. I just kind of got off on a. It's all good stuff. It doesn't even matter, but. <laughs> Oh, yeah, no, yeah, it, goes, it goes back to a lot of those whys, though, um, and that makes a big difference for people, and I'm sure you see that with your clients and the people you talk to and sure. all the people, you know, because it, it does, even with your own story, the insecurities you faced and the, the, your, your why of why you wanted to do what you did as opposed to, you know, just look good in a bikini or whatever the case is, is those feelings by being able to do that, yeah. um, your confidence and your self-image and your self-worth and, um, you know, having the energy to run around or being able to do, wear any outfit you want with confidence or have that smile on your face because that goes back to when you have those feelings that impacts your quality of life. Right. And it, and it not only impacts your quality of life, but it also impacts the quality of lives and relationships of those around you because how you show up is how you're going to show how you perceive yourself and how you feel is how you're going to show up. 100%. And if you feel down and if you feel insecure and if you're not self if you're self-conscious and you don't like how you look and you don't like the way you post a bit, then you're going to be a night and day different person when you interact with people than if you, have those so um a lot of stuff ties into that but i I rambled on but yeah no that's that's where and i just brought that up because you relate to that with everyone you help and where you came from and that's the cool aspect with your journey because that's where you came from so now you're relatable and you you know how you've done it you've experienced with people so now you can uh feel their emotion and have that empathy because i've been there i've struggled with it as opposed to someone that's always been in shape or someone that's always been muscular or whatever the case is kind of in my scenario Mm -hmm. i've been with i've dealt with it i know what it's like so um, so that's kind of the cool part, being able to to understand those aspects and uh, just be able to connect with people and relate to people in that way. Because um, I don't know, it's, it's just it's cool being able to help people. Um, it's a great feeling to, uh, and I'm sure you do feel that way all the time and see that because when you impact someone's life that way, um, it, it's an awesome feeling to be able to have a connection with someone and be able to to reach people that were struggling before, didn't know what they were doing, or you know, we're just in a, a bad place emotionally or mentally or spiritually or physically. And then, you know, um, to see someone's quality of life change and impacted by some basic stuff and anything crazy we're doing, it's just like, it's basic knowledge. You know, you're right. helping people, but you, we break it down into a simple format, makes it realistic to adhere to um, their success and simplicity. And oftentimes people um, think they have to have complexity 
when what they need is simplicity. You know, things are too tough, too difficult, too hard um, because it sounds sexy, it's marketable, but then they can't stick to it. Um, yeah. When reality is it's basic stuff, move more, get some steps in, monitor your calorie intake, eat food you enjoy so you'll stick to it. It's not, it's not rocket science, basic stuff, but it, it's not marketable. It's not sellable because it's not sexy. It's not a cool program. No. I don't have a cool name. <laughs> it's not all complex with hit workouts or restrictive diets and stuff. Um, and then, but the downside of that is it's too complex and it's too hard. It's too difficult. And then people fail. Yeah. And then there's one step forward, two steps backwards. And there, it's this yo-yo aspect as opposed to, again, you know, instead of complexity, they need simplicity. Their mm-hmm. success with that simplicity, if we can break it down to the very bare basics of, you know, what you do, that's really where it's at. And that's how you were successful with where you're at and all the clients and all the women and all the people's lives that you touch. So, um, well, so you're you a cool talk- testament. So. Yeah. And, and well, you talked about not knowing what to do and following the breadcrumbs and just trying to see what works, but doesn't work. How did you make the switch from not really knowing what you were doing, kind of guessing to, I know macros, I know flexible dieting. Because now it's just a part of your language. It's like we know what macros are, where some people it's like deer in the headlights. Yeah. How'd you make that transition from kind of working out, kind of eating healthier, not sure 100% what you're doing, to boom, I teach flexible dieting, I teach macros, I'm fit and healthy, I've mastered my health. What was that transition? Um, great question. Um, I, I just think research, um, looking, I guess, because it's something I enjoyed. And since it was something I enjoyed, just like anything else, if someone enjoys stuff about cars or stuff about um, knitting or something about whatever, if it's something you enjoy, you're going to soak it all up. You're going to read everything you can find about it because that's what you enjoy, That like video games or anything else. If there's a passion that you have for something, um, you're going to read about it. You're going to soak it up. You're going to find all the information you had. And since that's the, a passion that I had, not only because I was seeing results and progress, um, but because it's something I was, I was into. Um, since it became a passion, it became something I looked into a lot. So then I started Googling stuff, looking stuff up, um, finding any information I could find. And what I started finding was a lot of the information that I had believed or had done or, or the, a lot of the trial and error stuff that produced some results because, again, something was better than nothing. Done was better than perfect. Um, that's what started the journey. But um, since it became a passion, um, I started looking into stuff, looking things up. Um, and that's how I stumbled upon a lot of stuff in terms of, um, you know, overall calories, nutrition, um, uh, caloric deficit, you know, just all the, all the stuff that we talk about now, um, calories in, calories out, all that kind of stuff. I came across some um, very knowledgeable individuals, um, Alan Aragon and uh, Lyle McDonald and a whole slew of other people um, in the nutrition field, training field, Brian Schoenfeld, all those kind of people that um, broke it down fairly easy. Uh, and they were on the research aspect of it, the science aspect of it, to where um, despite what you read in magazines sometimes or see it's all fluff and sound sexy, they was actually coming from a scientific standpoint, evidence-based standpoint. Um, and then it was easy to read that info. Um, they broke it down pretty easy. And I was like, oh, there's something to this. Um, and then I started trying it. And I was like, oh, I was getting results. And I was like, okay, so read into it more. And then like we had this conversation before we hopped on here, um, you know, we kind of find that information and then we can break it down into easily digestible info for people that then yeah. they can relate to and put into practice. So the people up here are kind of doing the research and doing the work and then they put out the info and then we can pick it up because it's what we're into. And then we can break it down a little even further uh, and make it easily digest. So that's kind of where it came from just because it was a passion. Not only was I seeing results from it, um, but it was something since I did enjoy it, it's stuff that I could read all day long and I could soak up because I was into it. If it would have been something I wasn't into, 
I'm not going to stick to it very long because I'm not, I'm not into it. So um, I can tell you, like, I could pick up a book or a magazine on something now. And if it's not something I was into, I want to, you could get past a few pages. Um, let's say it, it maybe may it's got some cool photos or something, I might flip through it, but you know, on something like that, since it, it since it was a passion, um, it was easy to soak stuff up. And then I wanted to learn more and then I was applying stuff. So that's kind of how it started. And it went from all the stuff I, I thought I knew, um, and the information, uh, I came from a good place, a good heart where I'm giving info out to people. I can scroll back on my social media, my Facebook memories every day and see stuff, you know, 10 years ago, eight years ago, seven years ago that I would post. It's completely the opposite of what I feel and believe now. Um, right. I was coming from a good spot. I was posting about stuff, which is a funny story in of itself and how I got into what I do now. But I, I was posting stuff and it was looking back on it now. I was like, what was I talking like? Cause you learn as you grow, you know, we're always growing, we're always learning. Um, but yeah, that, that's where it stemmed from. Um, just, it was a passion. I enjoyed it. So it was easy to soak stuff up because it was again, a passion. It was something I enjoyed. So it made it easy. Just like anything that anybody's passionate about, if they're, they're into it, they're going to be able to read about it all day long. If not, you know, they're going to have trouble sticking to it. So. Well, that's cool. It's cool that you just kept absorbing and learning and finding scientific facts of what's true and what isn't. Um, and not stopping with the quick fix or whatever somebody else is doing, you taking the time to research, which a lot of people don't do that, or if they do it, they're not, it's not correct information. So weeding yeah. that, all that other stuff out and dialing in on what's really true and honest is so cool. So for people who are listening or watching and they're struggling with being the thin person, either female or male, because I do have a lot of clients who come up to me and they're like, Tanya, I need to gain 10 or 20 pounds. Yeah. Like I'm so scrawny and weak. What's your best advice for someone to gain weight without it being fat? Awesome question. And that's something a lot of people don't think about because most people assume people that uh, are in the fitness or that are struggling with something, it's weight loss related. Mm -hmm. And they, everyone wants to lose weight. And I know in the industry that we're in, it tends to be a lot of that, that we focus on that. We market that. We talk about that weight loss, weight loss, weight loss. Um, but a lot of people are kind of like myself. And like the people you mentioned that even if it's females have trouble gaining weight yeah. and they want to gain weight, they want to have a curvier physique. They want to fill out more or guys want to, again, build muscle and not be a beanpole. So that's not just men, it's women as well, but um, it's not, you know, uh, oftentimes again, the fitness and nutrition industry oftentimes kind of gets caught up in the whole dieting aspect of the fatness yeah. aspect. But there's a lot of people on the opposite end of the coin that I don't want to say are neglected, but maybe not have all that information because all this info is this way exactly. instead of some of this other information. So um, on something like that, um, to, to build muscle, to minimize fat gain, not put a bunch of stuff on, um, just like any goal you have in terms of um, weight loss, weight gain, it's going to come down to a caloric deficit. It's going to come down to caloric intake. Um, you know, and if the goal is to build muscle to grow, um, you need to have enough calories in your body to encourage growth on a consistent basis. Um, and then if your goal is to minimize fat gain, you don't want to have a ton of calories because oftentimes people will dirty bulk or get an idea of I need to gain weight. So they will shovel everything in they can. Uh, in doing so, they do gain weight, which is a good thing because that's where the goal started out and you get to eat fun food and it's fun briefly, but then you got to put on too much weight. You're going to be uncomfortable um, because the caloric surplus, the calories that you had, you're just taking too much in for your activity level. So um, on, on something like that, you need to be in a caloric surplus. You need to eat more calories than your body expands or burns. Um, and then you want to just not have too large of a surplus. So um, uh, that way your body will grow. It will build muscle 
but then you're not having all this access fat gain on the back end with the, the amount that you're putting on because then on the back end people are going to be uncomfortable it's going to affect their you know their, their their mindset and all that other stuff too but then when they go to diet down they're going to have all this excess fat to take back off um so they're just you know uh, making it harder for themselves whereas if they would just um you know and then it comes down to a few things obviously you want to monitor your calorie intake um uh, which is it sounds more complicated than it is. Just download an app, My Fitness Pal, My Macros Plus, whatever, a basic, write down in a journal. Even if you're having, I've had clients take notebooks and just write stuff down. Whatever's the easiest way for you to monitor your calories, pay attention to nutrition labels, um, look at serving sizes, um, and just bare basic uh, nutritional info. Uh, but that goes a long way because then you'll know the calories is in foods. Uh, and then you can start monitoring how much calories you're getting, how much protein you're getting. Um, calories and protein are going to be the two main things for any goal, um, whether your goal is weight loss, fat loss, or whether it's building muscle. Um, a caloric aspect dictates fat loss or weight gain. Uh, and the protein is either going to help maintain the muscle tissue you have when you're dieting down. So you have a lean tone physique and a fine look as opposed to a, a quote unquote skinny fat look to where you lean out, you diet down, but then you're soft because you don't have any muscle tissue. Yeah. Um, so calories and protein are going to be king on either aspect. If it's weight loss, fat loss, your over caloric intake, a caloric deficit and adequate protein. And then if it's building muscle, it's going to be the same way, just in the reverse aspect, yeah. um, extra calories, adequate protein, um, to build that muscle, to maintain and repair that muscle that you're, you're breaking down as you're working out. And then from a workout perspective, um, something that's realistic for you, um, uh, not everyone has six days a week, seven days a week to be in the gym two hours a day. Right. Um, so at the end of the day, um, success comes from something that you can stick to. Uh, if you can't stick to it, you're not going to see progress. Right. So you want to find something that fits your personal preferences uh, in terms of, you know, the foods you're eating um, that you'll stick to at the times you're eating. Uh, and then you want to find something that fits your preferences schedule in terms of your workouts. Um, if you only have three days a week for 30 minutes, then you need to use three days a week for 30 minutes yeah. um, as opposed to assuming you got to be in the gym six days a week doing two a days because most people have lives. They got families, they got work, they got all this other stuff going. They don't have time for that. Um, even if it's at your house, a few dumbbells at your house, uh, it doesn't have to be a fancy gym, fancy equipment. Again, done is better than perfect work where you're at with what you have. Um, so the two basic things with that would be enough calories, adequate calories to be in a slight surplus. Um, and then, um, the protein aspect um, to maintain and repair and build that muscle. Uh, and then obviously the lifting aspect um, is part of that as well. So um, very basic stuff. You can track that in my fitness pal, you can track it in an app, pay attention to stuff, just be consistent from there. Yeah. Um, it's bare, bare basics. I mean, you're going to see all sorts of stuff in magazine, excuse me, in magazines and programs. It's going to sound complex, have fancy terms and names. Mm -hmm. That's just marketing. They're just trying to sell you a program. Right. Um, cause there's a financial invest interest involved. Um, yeah. most of that stuff is fluff. Um, it's unnecessary. Um, half the truths and misinformation. Um, you'll get some results out of something. If you, any, if you do something, you're going to get some results just like I did when I was younger. I didn't know what I was doing. I followed breadcrumbs. I did, did something, but since I was doing something, that something was better than nothing It produced some results. So yeah. same thing happens on all these diet programs, all these fitness programs you're going to, you're going to get results by default just because you're doing something that you weren't doing before. Um, but it's probably not going to get you to where you want to go because you can't stick to it because it's not realistic. And that's the caveat. You can get some results one step forward, but you can't maintain it. So it's two steps backwards. So you want right. to find something that's suitable for you. That's realistic for you that you can uh, adhere to that you can maintain. Um, 
and that, that's that's kind of the basics of it. It's even easy to figure that up. Uh, it's just your body weight. Take your body weight. Pull out a calculator on your phone. Um, you know, if it's weight loss, um, your body weight times 10 to 12 um, range. You know, if you're an extremely active person, uh, your body weight times 12. If you're a seated and sedentary person, which is going to be most people, body weight times 10. You know, um, if you're in the middle, you're moderate, you could do 11-ish. Um, if you want to be extremely aggressive or you have a lot of weight to lose, you can go 789 on this end. Uh, same thing on gaining weight. Take out a calculator. Um, if you need to gain weight, um, your body weight times um, anywhere from probably 14 to 16. You know, start somewhere in a range, um, maybe on the lower 13 to 14 area. Um, if you're extremely active, um, burning a ton of calories, you got a physical job, you're always doing active hobbies, maybe on the higher end, uh, 15 to 16, and just monitor stuff. Monitor where you're at and then make adjustments, add calories. If you have, if you notice you're not gaining weight, add a little more in, add a little more over time. If you notice on the opposite end, you, you have trouble losing weight, um, well, obviously check your consistency and adherence and make sure you're doing what you need to do right. on that end. Um, but then you can always add to or take away from on either spectrum. And it's, it's not rocket science, it's very basic. Um, but it, that's, it's reality. That's how it works. It's just that marketing and all this kind of stuff hypes it up to sell stuff. So they try to sell this program and make it sound sexy when reality is it's just your oral caloric intake based on your activity level, your body weight, your height, um, your nutritional goals. Uh, and then just doing a little something. Um, it's, it's very, very simple stuff. Um, but people overcomplicate it, make it too complex. And then again, they can't stick to it because, um, you know, it's, it's, it's too much. So, um, where again, it goes back to, um, people think they need complexity to get results. It needs to be tough. It needs to be hard. It needs to be painful. When reality is they need simplicity. Yeah. You know, it doesn't goes, need to be painful. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone thinks I'm on a diet. So that means I'm going to need to be miserable. I'm going to have to yeah. hate going to the gym. I have to live there. I have to eat foods I don't like. And I'm like, no, stop it. Stop it. Well, it's not about it, yeah. It becomes a badge of honor. You know, you post on social media, but that you're hungry and you're starving and that you, you, you know, did this detox or that you, you know, you're sore and you can't walk because you worked out so hard or yeah. um, whatever the case is, it's like a sacrifice to win. To, no pain, no gain. It's like a, you know, a badge of honor and a lot of this kind of stuff, as opposed to, you know, just doing something that's realistic and maintainable, you know, nothing over the top where you're at with what you have a few days a week available, start where you're at, you know, and just be consistent. Uh, yeah. And that's what gets most people because they can't be consistent because they try to go too far over the top and there's no balance. You got to have balance and they take the balance out of life. And then, you know, they're back, they're back to square one as I'm sure you've seen uh, maybe in your journey in the beginning. And then a lot of clients you tend to work with probably um, trying to talk to them and get them to, you know, comprehend some of this kind of stuff. And uh, that way it's easily digestible. Um, and then they, a light bulb goes off and like, Oh, it is that simple. And then, you know, okay, I can do this because they start seeing some results uh, and that results produces momentum. And then they want to stick to it. Um, and that's what gets most of those people as with myself, I started seeing some, if I wasn't seeing some results out of it, I want to be able to stick to it because this sucks. I'm not getting nowhere. Since I started seeing a little bit of results, even if it was minor stuff, you get excited because, Oh, okay. And then you little more and a little more. And next thing you know, over time, that's more and more results. And the next thing you know, you look in the mirror and you're down 20 pounds and your clothes are fitting looser and you got to go buy new pants and you have this smile on your face that you didn't have before because you're, um, love what you see. Or on the uh, opposite end of the spectrum, you know, your shirt sleeves are fitting tighter, And you're like, oh, okay, this is cool. Or, you know, you got some abs now or whatever the case is, you know, or you're stronger or, you know, uh, or an emotional thing where you're not binging where before you would have binged if you had an off day or 
or whatever the case. Um, there's a lot of wins and uh, victories you can have, but um, it's just bare basic stuff. And, and you just need something that's easily digestible, something you can stick to, something that fits your preferences and lifestyle. So again, long answer to a short question, um, eat more, uh, monitor your calorie intake, uh, lift uh, on days that, you know, you can fit in. So and here's the thing about coaches. A lot of people think, oh, I don't need a fitness coach because I don't want to lose weight. When in reality, everything matters within your health. So if you want to maintain your, your weight and you're not sure how, guess what? Us coaches know how to do that. And if you want to gain weight and not gain fat, but gain muscle or limit the amount of fat you actually gain, guess what? That's what coaches are for. We're here to help yeah. you. Uh, if you need to gain muscle and lose fat, we're there for you. If you need to learn how to maintain, I have a client right now who's on two months of maintenance and she's like, I want to learn how to maintain and then finish off yeah. my last 30 pounds. And I go, everybody needs that skill. It's not just always grinding it out, hustling, losing yeah. weight. It's you need to learn a little bit of everything. So it's important for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at uh, any, any area in life, um, successful people have coaches. They learn from mm -hmm. somebody. You know, professional right. sports, business, mentors, whatever it is, they know what they're doing, but they still have someone there to help hold them accountable, provide the game plan, and teach them tools and knowledge they may not have known. And then yeah. once you have those skill sets, then you can be successful on your own down the road. But the number one thing I see with most people, whether it's just talking to someone on the street or doing a consultation call or, or the clients uh, even I'm, that, that I take on, and I'm sure you see the same thing. The number one thing, at least on my end, but I'm, I'm sure yours is fairly similar, that people need accountability. Uh, and the next aspect is taking the guesswork out because they don't know. Yeah. Um, and there's, there is a ton of information on Google that's free. You can look up stuff all day long. But where do you go at that point? Because there's so much information. It's information overload. Um, and then you information misinformation. You don't know what to do at that point. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you, you go to a mechanic for a reason because you want to save the time and hassle and you want to get your car fixed fast. Um, you can go on YouTube all day long, figure out how to do it. And you'll, I'm sure you'll get there hours and days later, time and hassle and stress and, and it's fixed. But uh, same thing with going to a doctor or anything else you do. You go to a professional because um, they know what they're doing. Um, you trust them and you want to get it done in an efficient way as opposed right. to anything else. And the same thing with this kind of stuff. It's, it's no different, um, you know, coaching or, or, you know, even in person training. Um, provides the accountability, provides the guesswork taken out, provides someone to talk to, a community of people like-minded like you to, to have that support because oftentimes people don't have good support systems at home. They might be doing things on their own. Um, and it's one of those things uh, to have that support system, have that accountability, have the guesswork taken out, have someone they can ask questions to. Um, and that's how you learn. Uh, and then you can soak up that information. And then something you might have been struggling with before, you're not struggling with anymore. Exactly. And then over time, you build that up, and then you're self-sufficient down the road, and you can hit the ground running and not only help yourself, you can help other people. Not only did you reach your goal, but then you know how to maintain it for life, as opposed to people tend to do the opposite. They reach the goal because they followed a weight loss plan, a meal plan somewhere that told them what to eat or drank some shakes and the weight fell off, um, but they didn't learn anything out of it. That literally taught them nothing. Mm -hmm. They got results, but they only got results if they follow this. And when life happens, when there's the barbecues or there's the weddings or the anniversaries, or you just want to have your fun nights or do whatever, you don't know how to navigate that because all you learned was eat these foods or drink this shake. It didn't teach you anything of sustainability right. at all. So it goes one step forward, two steps backwards, because reality is you're never, ever going to be able to maintain that because 
we have lives, stuff goes on. Mm -hmm. And you, that's what you need to learn how to navigate through. And that's the downside to that information um, that's out there is it doesn't teach you anything. You don't really learn anything from it. You can like myself or like yourself, but it takes years. You know, I learned eventually and learned, you know, I did stuff wrong and I learned other stuff and I did this and did this and I got some results and eventually I'm where I'm at now, 10 plus years later. But um, that's where we kind of come in because it saves you time. Yep. You know, you don't have to take 10 years trying to figure this out. You know, they can take the the knowledge that you have from the struggles that you had with your weight and insecurities and everything else um, and easily digest it into a program or whatever you offer. And here it is, you know, spend all this time, uh, all the knowledge you've invested, all the information and courses you might have took or or coaching you might have had or um, all that stuff that you've invested in yourself to learn where you're at now, along with your own trial and error and stuff. And you here it is here. It's on a platter. Let me show you how to do it. Um, get the results faster. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's be expediates the process. Yeah. And then again, provides that accountability and guidance, guesswork taken out to, to help them not only be successful, but then maintain those results long-term. Um, as opposed to, again, the, the cookie cutter plans or some of the stuff that they can easily hop on Google, but, um, and you can get results that way. People do it all the time, but, um, likely it's not going to teach you stuff. You're probably going to do a hundred things different, hundred different things wrong first before you find the right thing. Right. Um, and then it's just a lot of stress and hassle. And I don't even know how I got onto that. I don't remember what the question was, but I kind of went down a hole. No, I love it. Cause you're, you're being, you're being honest and, and truthful. And I love it. Um, I want to say thanks for joining us. Thanks for sharing your story. And for everyone listening that not everyone has a weight loss problem that they have. Sometimes you need to learn how to gain weight and how do you do that? And I love how basic you were and how honest you were that you didn't get it done in like a week and got big biceps and a six pack. It took time. It took knowledge. It took learning, asking questions, finding well, mentors. What goes to realistic expectations? And unfortunately, in today's day and age, people do not have realistic expectations. Right. You can go to the grocery store and stand in the counter buying something and you're going to see a magazine there that says lose 30 pounds overnight, lose 10 pounds this week. Yeah. Scientifically, new scientific research says, new discovery says, and they'll have some wild nonsense on there about some something they're trying to sell you um, that's not realistic, it's not maintainable, and you're going to see that, and then you're, you're going to do yourself a disservice because when you don't lose that 30 pounds overnight they promised, then you're going to think you're doing something wrong, or you're right. meant to be in play, or it's your genetics, and then you're just going to give up. Um, as opposed to if you have realistic expectations and realize, A, this takes time, and B, it's not going to happen overnight, but if I keep right. grinding away, the time's going to pass anyway. Yep. You're going to wake up six months from now. You're living your life regardless, so you can either make a change and do something about it and baby steps day in, day out, um, and then six months, you're a completely different person or or 10 years or however long it takes, But or you can you know buy into the nonsense and have these unrealistic expectations get discouraged, give up, quit, start over, do it again. And then yeah. just be in this roller coaster of, you know, all this nutty stuff. So that, that touches uh, a point with that because it goes back to realistic expectations and um, knowing what that is in today's day and age with social media and all the information we're bombarded with. Unfortunately, that's all blurred. Um, you can't, I mean, the, the overwhelming. Yeah. The stuff we see image wise and the information that's on the, the you know, like example being the magazines, which we've all seen at the store or hopping on social media and seeing some of this stuff. It just sets people up for unrealistic expectations because um, people, they get abs overnight. They didn't right. build their muscles that overnight. They didn't look that way in 60 days or 90 days, likely. 
uh, fat loss probably you can probably you know do some decent stuff but even then it still takes time and consistency um and that's what often gets people because they don't have the patience they don't have the realistic expectations they don't know what to expect um and then they don't have a consistent plan that they can actually follow with you know the accountability and the guidance and the guesswork and you know someone like you who's done it that they can break it down and show you you know how you got there to expedite the process so that's why you have coaches we make life easier um but to wrap up our um our episode thomas i want to say thank you so much for joining all of your knowledge i hope everyone brought a pen and paper because you you said some great stuff and a lot of motivation of being real as a coach and your expectations the grind um it's very easy you work out track your food make sure you get a good amount of protein everything takes time um, but when you have a coach we give you that support that accountability um, and get rid of all the noise that that's out there. Um, any last words or any pieces of advice before we go? Um, I think I've, I said, like, I threw some time. <laughs> oh, we covered everything. I think we're <laughs> um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's success and simplicity. None is better than perfect. None is better than perfect. So Write that down. Done is better than perfect. Get it done. You'll eventually get the results. And if you want to speed up the process, guess what? You got coaches you could hire. That's going to make your life a lot easier. But Thomas, I want to say thank you so much for joining, sharing your knowledge, your love for, for fitness and health and making it easier for us to understand um, and knowing it's a lot easier than what's bombarded out there. Um, but we hope to see you again on this show. Um, Definitely invite me, invite me back on. I'll invite you on. Um, I need to get something like this going myself. So yes. um, Facebook Lives come in. Um, doing live interviews and that kind of stuff along with these things. So we'll, oh we'll, gosh, have, to good idea. we'll have to reconnect and uh, get something together and I can do, we'll, re we'll reverse this. I'll interview you for, for the folks and stuff. Hey, so. I, I like that. Okay, we're gonna have to talk after this, but I, I like that idea. Um, well, everyone, thank you so much for joining and listening and watching and we will see you later. <laughs>